Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, D-Palm. Follow me on Twitter at D-Palm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere. Get your podcasts for free 99. This is, this is a big episode because normally I just have one person on here who is better at me in one specific way. And today... I've double dipped because I've got everyone's favorite college football analyst and resident curmudgeon, Michael Felder here at in the bleachers, but we've also dipped our toe in someone who not only does wrestling coverage better than I ever could, but is somehow like he took this thing that we do kind of as friends together and like made a business and a living off of it in a way that would it only frustrates frustrates me when he steals my valor and gets like comic related stuff like everything else i'm super proud and happy for him like everything else don't look around your room stop looking around this is why i don't invite him places cameron hawkins is here at seahawk on twitter i can't believe he's showing me yes i see tom yes tom signed that you're you have stolen all my comic book valor and just i don't know wonder woman one too i showed you that one the wonder woman number one Welcome, gentlemen. I'm ignoring you now. Welcome, <laughs> gentlemen. Thank you guys for coming on. After the last two weeks of being a heavy, heavy Charlotte rotation, I'm glad we mixed in some Texas here, especially after the weekend Texas just had. But before we get into college football, I do want to carve out some space for my guests and things that I know they care about. Michael Felder, how about them shows? Oh, man, it's amazing. Here's the thing, and I'll be honest, I kind of don't care anymore. Ooh. Here's the thing. I'm not greedy like most fans. Mm. One World Series was enough for me. Cheat or not cheat, I don't care. Hey, one was enough. enough. One was enough. And I almost got into a fight the, the week I moved to Chicago. You know me. I wear an Astros hat every day. You can see them all behind me. All, all those behind Astros you, yeah. Hats. But I was, we were in a bar in Chicago in Lincoln Park, and some drunk idiot was there. And, and you know, Lincoln. for those that don't know, Lincoln Park's like the, it's like the nice neighborhood, right? And so we're in that bar, and it's just a, a douchebag. And he's like, you guys aren't going to take it this year. And I was like, probably not. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, you're not. And I was like, yeah, I said that. I'm agreeing with you. And he was like, and this is 2018, right? So he goes, he goes, you don't care? I go, no, they won one already. Like, I'm good. I never thought they would win a World Series ever. Like, I'm fine. Like, what do, what do you, what? He's like, you're not even a real fan. I was like, that, like, okay, I'm cool. And he was like, dude. Let's take, and I was like, you want, you want to take this outside with me? Okay. <laughs> I would love to fight over a thing I don't care about because I like fighting. Yeah, but I'm like, just here because I like to fight. <laughs> like, I'm like, this is fine. But, like, you're not realizing how, like, his friends are like, you got to stop. Because this is the guy, like, I would have mashed this dude out. And here's the other thing. My buddy that was with me is one of my best friends, my buddy Ryan Taylor, who played, like, four seasons for the Green Bay Packers. And, like, I'm like, yo, if we go outside, you're going to leave here in an ambulance. Like, this is going to be a problem for you. Like, you don't this want this. a different this. podcast, Felder. We've got to have yeah. just, like, the fight stories back. All I'm saying is, here's what I'm saying. With respect to the Astros, I'm happy for them. I, don't, I have watched less baseball ever, ever since. Like, you know this. I used to yeah. get, and I can't, I think you know this too. Like, I used to get the, the I used to get extra innings. Mm-hmm. I probably watched upwards of 250, maybe 300 baseball games a year. Not just Astros. I watched almost every Astros game. There was a point where I was doing the NFL draft sitting in the at the t- at the desk next to Adam Lefko, and I had an iPad 
that had Ash, the Astros game streaming on it during the NFL draft while I'm working. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, and this isn't back when, this isn't like now when streaming is ubiquitous. This is yeah. back when someone streaming in public was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm sitting in the office at the main desk for the NFL draft for Bleach Report watching an Astros game with like, I've got iPad over here, laptop over here, and I'm watching the Astros game and they're asking me questions about prospects. And I'm like, and hey, what was his name? Who? Oh, yeah. Um, listen, I love this guy. He's got the ability to do this. And I'm watching. And I'm like, you know how when something good happens. You're like, yeah, yeah. And like, that's happening while I'm doing the broadcast. So I'm happy for him. I just don't have like the same like level of passion that I used to. But it's all because I never thought they would win a World Series. And so that's, once they that's did the it, I'm trying to approach the Georgia football. Because I honest to God, never yeah. thought they would win. And back to back, is that's batshit right. insanity so like yeah. i should care way less than i feel find myself caring at times like i'm trying to dial it back personally um yeah. but i'm glad we, I, I now can check i talked to them about strohs did you watch the challenge final yet no i i've also checked out of that i'm sorry that really hurts me like <laughs> here's the thing like look i'm gonna be here i'll be listen i'll be a little i know we got to talk about some other stuff but i'll be a little more revealing so the challenge is on paramount plus it's on every, CBS. Every season is on Paramount Plus. That's true. Okay, yes. And so I'm up. I'm grinding. I'm busting my ass, and I all summer, right, to make sure I, I can, you know, afford to feed my family. Right. And I kept going downstairs. My wife was going through seasons when they had to bring their own clothes, and I was like, <sighs> "You're just watching this every day," and I'm like exhausted. <laughs> it's not a knock on her. She works really hard, but I was like she she knows my wife knows how to relax yeah she's really good she knows how to relax i don't i don't have that i always think like if i had like in that same free time what i would have been what i would do is go outside and like prune plants and work on the grill or wash the car or fix a thing like she knows how to relax but part of her relaxing relaxation is the challenge and i was just like i thought it was just like a season thing that we yeah. did at night now yeah. it's all day the whole yeah. day. Okay. Overexposure. Like, I was like, you know what? what? I can't do this anymore. That happens. I understand like, entirely. I also I walked down that... one time. I walked down. I walked downstairs one time and Yes was on. And I was like, this is what? I hate Yes. I hate Yes so much. <laughs> um, I do think it's great, though, that I think that's a perfect picture of a relationship because everyone needs one of those in a couple. Yeah. I am the relaxation gene in yeah. my relationship. Right. My wife is the do shit gene. Like, it, as long as you've got one, two of both would be annoying in oh, every nightmare. way. Nightmare. But when you've oh. got the mismatch, that's when you're really you got yeah, something you can build. Track. Yeah, uh, she likes there to get go. to the airport early. I like to br not break stride from security to, the, to, to my seat. So perfect. It's all it's all about balance. I just want to say, um, as we go, you know, I was trying to like cleverly disguise my early sunlight out drinking with this very fancy you teach mug and felder just has a flask just on him <laughs> like like the old man pod like i'm legitimately turning yes oh you don't know this about him oh you don't know about felder and dirty bird oh my goodness this is this is that's all he drinks this is fantastic. The, the last time I had wild turkey was no shit at Felder's house in his bar. Like, I don't drink wild turkey. Before that, it had been legitimately a decade. Nobody I drinks wild turkey. You, you start your car with wild turkey. <laughs> but here we go. I love it. This is great. Hey, man. Listen, you're a Texas guy. Matthew McConaughey is their brand ambassador. Let's rock and roll.
Let's let's <laughs> hey, let's let's. I want to go done. now to, to something I spent money on for season tickets this year. The WNBA finals were this yeah. week, and holy shit, the Aces are a dynasty. My God, like to do that down two starters, to do that down two starters, and while. Also doing the Hakeem Elijah one, I cannot believe they gave you my MVP treatment of the Liberty. Like, oh. That Angel Wilson is special. Um, yeah. My Very. favorite thing, so my, my little brother, um, and it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Milan. My little brother has the biggest crush on Simone Colson. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who did not pay a lot of attention to women's college basketball when I was a little bit younger, I'm like, Simone Colson. Why does that sound familiar? It's familiar because I used to hang out with Simi Colson, her brother, during my undergrad. Um, and he's objectively one of the funniest people I've ever met because everything he does is very monotone like this, even when he's telling jokes. And mm-hmm. so her being also a hilarious person and being like chemist lady and foul lady and go hard lady, I love it. I was like, oh, <laughs> so I, I've been, I was like, you know, kind of brought in as an Aces fan a couple of years ago. Good that for Adrian you. Wilson is special dog. They, of course, like, you know, Stewie fell apart. Like, there's there's no way around that. She right. fell apart in the finals. But the Aces are, they are a fucking machine, man. You, I you love cannot build chemistry. Game. You can't yeah. build that stuff that makes a team a team. It's, I, listen, I'm well, because, uh, and also, I will just say this, the coolest thing about the WNBA to me was the three-point contest at the All-Star game where you're watching a, a, a married couple together <laughs> and, like, watching one cheer for the other, and they're, like, both All-Stars. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Like it's so it's like I just I think it's dope. Obviously, you can see my shirt. Like that's a WNBA shirt. Like I I remember watching the WNBA when it got established with my grandma in the summertime in Fayetteville, and I was she was like, "Yeah, this is cool." And I was like, "Yes, it is very cool." So I'm, I'm glad everybody. That that Houston Comets team was just incredible. They were like oh, I'm I'm, oh. I'm a late adopter. I was someone who for years was like, I don't like any college basketball. And then one year I paid attention to women's college basketball. I was like, it's good. Well, I like this because <laughs> they stay off. Like it's everything they tell you college basketball is or used to be like storylines and teams coming together and falling apart and watching people grow. That's women's college basketball. Like yeah. that's it. And the fact that they've need to expand that league to keep, to, to, to service all this talent is right. one of those good problems. They got to find somewhere to put them. You gotta, you gotta find, find somewhere to put them. You gotta find somewhere to put them. They don't have they don't have enough teams for the, the players that are good. Right. Yeah. I'm 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 excited about it, man. Like I, I really like personally, I think Asia, obviously she's amazing. I am, we'll say this. I am a Vandersloot fan. Vandersloot is I think one of the best passers of the basketball that I've ever seen. Men or male or female, men or women, she's one of the best. She's someone who averages double digit assists, and she should have three or four more on that average, but she's throwing the ball to people and they're like, wait, I didn't, I didn't think that was in that I didn't same you could vein, make that pass. <laughs> Ryan Howard in Atlanta, like watching a season of her live. Yeah. Dog. Like we need to manage this talent better. Like what's happening here. Like, I'm just like, cause there'll be quarters where it's just like Ryan Howard has 17 points in the quarter. And you're like, that's fantastic. Then she doesn't touch the ball for eight minutes. And you're like, what's happening here? What am I going crazy? So yeah, yeah I, um, 
this is fantastic. Great growth for the league. They were really yeah. – they filled up Barclays, and it was rocking, and all them celebrities came to watch the Liberty get embarrassed in public, which I think is hilarious. Which, the by the way, New York basketball has come to a title. Right. Stephen A. Smith in his, in his best higher learning fit. Um, Stephen A. Smith is a fan. I've been saying it for years. That is the that was Newark undercover like Malik Yoba shit. Like that's oh, what that wow. was. And that's why this guy got renamed Men of a Certain Age. I'm gonna rename I have it that not, because God, just, I haven't thought about New York undercover in so long. My dad used to let me some sometimes my dad would let me stay up and watch it. Depending <laughs> on what type of mood he was in. But that's he was most- always my, he, it was like one one day was it was NYPD blue and he was like, You can't watch that. New York Undercover was the next day, and he was like, "You know what? You still because it came on Cam, after Martin." He was like, "You could, you Cam, could, you could watch this." You Cam, you, my son you is this. probably going to have like a tablet of some kind in the next five years. Yeah. And Felder's rewards used to be New York Undercover, like the lives of the, have nothing in common. There's no, there's it. no crossover there. Oh, oh man, listen, I. I I support the writers um, in the writer's strike and I support the actors and everybody. If there was ever a, a a flip side to say we should not pay the writers, it would be New York Undercover when they killed everybody off. I, that specific episode, I would say, listen, you guys don't deserve any money. Um, <laughs> how dare you present us with something so fucking Look, stupid. I, I think that episode, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is a digression. This was not on the, the rundown. Um, I think that episode was actually a protest. I think they were like, oh, you're going to fire everyone? Then we're going to write it terribly. Like, it, it, it felt yeah. like an active decision to write poorly they put tommy in charge they moved him to the basement it was it was a lot it yeah was a all right lot. just so i can do this so i can knock it off my list i let i let felder talk about the strohs cameron hawkins how do you feel about victor Wimanyama and the goddamn saint antonio spurs oh man oh man um there's that getty images pick of him blocking wiggins's shot and it's just the most amazing thing i've ever seen i'm so mad um, at you yeah, so right, yeah, right there with Felder. I'm also not a greedy fan, right? This like we we bullshit. had this crazy run in the early 2000s, got that title. The, the only the only time I've ever been like I want more is after we lost in 2013. Um, the same day the Kanye album came out, so I can't even listen to Bound Two without thinking about that sequence of the rebound of Ray Allen hitting the three. It's the worst. Ray Allen ruined Kanye for you. I didn't. I didn't sleep for a year, and I mean that. I didn't sleep good for a year. It was very uh-huh. bad. But came around, won it, great, perfect, funny, similar to Felder. I have a very similar story. Um, I'm at a bar, and there's this guy who's in the army, and he talks about how much he doesn't like LeBron because of the built not bought thing, and he's like, "That's why I'm a Spurs fan because we would never do that." And I was like, "So you know, like." If if they let Tim Duncan's wife on the plane, he would have been with the Orlando Magic, right? Like, it, yeah, he was like, well, no, because we're loyal. I was like, that's not what loyalty is. I was like, you're in the army. You're loyal by contract. You can't go anywhere else. Like, these guys can go do what they want to do. And it because it was actually a Kawhi thing. It was Kawhi's a traitor and doesn't want to be here. It's a job. It's a job. You should be able to go work where you want. Like, I love him. And was great for us. I hold no ill will towards a guy who doesn't want to be here. He wants to go play somewhere else. Why would I care? And the guy was absolutely livid and was like really mad at me. And I'm like, I I don't understand your anger. This Um, is why college football winning is the best winning because the deepest conversation I get into is go dogs, go dogs. Like that's, I don't have to have these, these these reckonings. Yeah, but no, I, 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 so now, you know, I was at games like last season having a ball. Um, 
I was there when when we broke the all-time wins record. That was a, a mm-hmm. great game. They shouldn't have won that game. It was incredible. But my whole thing is this. Like, I've had my time. If they never are good again, it doesn't matter. Like, I get to ride that out. But now, but now, but now, oh, God. <laughs> we have an alien on our team. Your icing is Victor Wimbanyama. The icing on the cake of your sports life is the greatest thing I've ever seen like, in my entire goddamn life. And I'm, you know, like, I got to be, I was younger than the big three. So right. like I got to watch them grow and, and mature and be great. Now they're old men. I've never got to do this. Like yeah. as a college fan, of course, our team's always younger than us once we graduate. Right. But now I like, I get to watch the kids experience it. This is so amazing, man. I can't wait. Um, And we, and we, you know, name drop, we get to do the couples thing with Shay and his wife for Spurs right. games now. And that's so exciting because, like, you know, he loves basketball more than anything else. I'm a fan, but he is locked in and nailed in. So that's going to be really fun during the season, watching his excitement for for this thing and everybody else's. So I'm hyped for it, man. This is going to be really fun. Win games or lose games, we got a a 25-point-a-game guy who's going to make crazy plays every time we're there. Like I told you, Palm, I saw two years ago, I saw Giannis and I saw Jokic in person. And there's nothing like it. Again, Giannis is crazy athlete. Jokic does not run fast, does not jump high. I've never seen anybody control a basketball game like that. I've, He's I've like Mojo Jokic. It's crazy. We did a three. trip to Denver for our anniversary last year, and we mm-hmm. did a Nuggets game. And I was like, oh, oh, I understood entirely. You watch it live once, you're like, oh, okay, this makes perfect sense why he's better than all of you. Yeah, he's, he's, right. he's, he's, the, he's, the, he's the final boss at the YMCA. It's amazing. Like he's, All right, he's let's incredible. get into let's get into why we're here. College football. I, I, I got I got th- I got three things on that. One, I was I, I was I was not a Wimbanyana believer. Thought he was too small, too skinny. Gonna be wrong about that. He's gonna get stronger. No problem. Got that. I am willing to admit that I'm wrong. That doesn't bother me being wrong. I like being wrong. I like these guys to prove me wrong. I want them to Amen. succeed. I want all these well, guys to succeed. It's fun. Two, Jokic is my favorite player in the NBA right now, not because he's good, but because Fuck he work. hates it. Fuck work. It's a job. He yes. hates it. Job. He hates it. <laughs> I love it. He hates it. Three, I am sitting courtside Wednesday for the Hornets game. Hell yeah. So I am going to finally, like, I've never sat, I've been to a lot of basketball games. I have never sat You're courtside gonna before. That's going to be awesome. And so Wednesday, the uh, Hornets are hosting, where's it? They're hosting Atlanta. So it's Trey, I, I'm going to get the seat. Yes, the whole, yes. Jante. Jante I'll tell you what. Yes. I'll tell you what, you're missing out because they traded him, but John Collins Live is always wild for me. Okay. It, it doesn't translate. Like, the, the unbridled, like, oh, he could probably jump out of this building if he wanted to, doesn't really translate to television. But you're going to see a lot of fun stuff. Good for you, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, a little hate here. I'm a little I'm a little jealous. Because the, the best thing in sports, honestly, isn't cheering for your team. It's hating your friends' teams. And this week, I was inoculated. Georgia played no one. Brock Bowers is having surgery, and that's probably the end of my thoughts of a title, but that's fine. Whatever. A great run of back-to-back titles. I'll have to explain to my son one day why I get nervous at the end of October because Steve Spurrier ruined my childhood. Steve Spurrier made me afraid of a time of year. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, that Jacksonville game. But I do want to talk about some of the results from yesterday. Let's start with – Let's do it. Because I know you want to do this, Felder, because you're a bad person. Texas. Finding a way to not lose against Houston. I mean, Cameron. that was 
Oh, Felder, yes. I mean, that was one. I'm not one to complain about officials. I am not one to complain about <laughs> officials. But they got a first down. It was a bullshit call. No, I, I will never. Yes, he was clearly at the nine. <laughs> he was very clearly at the nine. It's not even, yeah. Which is wild because I figured the Pac-12 officials, the, the rule was we're going to screw Texas at every turn, right? Like, I thought that'd be the move. They want to get to the playoff. So you got to book them strong as they're leaving the territory? It's it's sexier if if one loss Texas faces OU Oklahoma, uh, undefeated OU in a rematch in a game that Texas okay you're so right. no you're Felder, right you're right as Felder says hey I don't blame officials injuries are a weird thing for me because I never wish for anybody to get hurt on either team right sure sometimes you benefit sometimes you lose Ryan Watts not being in that secondary it really it hurt the OU game it it hurt yesterday. And yeah. it, it, I got a bunch of kids back there playing. And, and what gets me is like, look, when an announcer is calling out, hey, they're playing man, the middle of the field is going to be open. And you hear somebody tell you that in the third quarter, you're waiting on your bunch of, bunch of consonants defensive coordinator to do mm-hmm. anything. And it was like, no, we're just going to rush four. No pressure, going to play man. We're going to live and die by that. But why, though? Like, if we're getting beat in man, why won't you switch it up and just try something else? We're getting beat. Like, Sark is the most annoying coach we've ever had. Charlie Strong maybe wouldn't do enough, and that was kind of annoying. Mac did the stupid thing where, well, Bama's running single back, so let's turn our five-star quarterback our five-star spread quarterback into a single-back quarterback, and it'll work. It'll be great. No, that's annoying, but Sark does this thing where, hey, we're up 21-7. Let's run a fake punt with a slow punter. Like, it, it, it's baffling. It's baffling the things that he does. It, it's, You know what it feels like? It feels like Bob Stoops. We used to be able to laugh at Bob Stoops for doing dumb shit at the end of the game. And losing. It used to be funny. It's not funny anymore. It's not funny to me. It was 21 to 0. That gives you a 99% chance of winning by that dumb ESPN calculator that's ruined my life. I hate that thing. <laughs> I hate that fucking thing. That thing's never and been they, nothing. It's only used to humiliate people. Like, you have... Watching them go away from game plan is what really gets me. Like, Jonathan Brooks running the ball great. You have... Like, uh, Jatavian Sanders, who's always open, and they just do things to get away from what they're good at so frequently. They are the most frustrating thing to watch. And I'm a Washington Commanders fan. Texas is the most frustrating thing to watch because they're supposed to be out there dominating. Now, I will say this, too. Flashbacks, right? This is the same quarterback from Texas Tech last year that carved us up, and they did the Madden thing where they just decided, we're going to go for it every fourth down. There's a gentleman's agreement that you don't do that. And they ignored that. And guess what? They were beating our ass with it. And it almost happened again. Daniel Hogerson was 5-2 and two going against Texas. Like, and again. You only hear they the words gentleman's that agreement when someone got their ass beat. They should have tied <laughs> that game. You can't even deny that. Like, like great to yeah. make a play at the end, but man, they just... 
And, and you know what? The worst thing is, and I'm going to shut up. We had white receivers wearing the number zero with no gloves carving us hey, up. Whoa. I didn't, not white tight end. Because, listen, I know y'all got not, two not of them over there, I know y'all got two of them over there, Palm. Y'all got, y'all got Bowers and y'all got the other white guy. It's, it's a state law of Georgia. Every route has to have a white guy in it. It's a state law. We we have, dog, he was just a dude. He was. Just, it was two of them. It was two white dudes with no gloves out there carving us up. Supposed to be embarrassed. That's a, that's a reality. I did. Yeah, my uh, I uh, the couple that I set up after my best friend's funeral, rest in peace. We I literally went out for a beer with my man after and invited one of my best friends out, and they've been together ever since. They're expecting a baby. Um, she was my freshman buddy, so I was, I'm a couple years older than her. But I told her yesterday, well, because uh, they're expecting now. Congrats to to Mace and uh, Tanya. I said, well, you got to name the baby Vincent. She went to U of H, so that's the rules. Um, we're there. Cause guess what? By hook or by crook, we still won that shit. So yeah, you're still listen. You're still one lost football team. I mean, so is North Carolina. We want to talk about that because I'm not surprised <laughs> is, by their result. Let me, before you, before you, I don't know if that's some, like some Eminem eight mile shit. Tell people they don't know about me. Like, hold on, let me intro it a little bit. Jesus. <laughs> UNC was undefeated. They, the, the word was they gave Drake May a defense. He had something to depend on. And I like to joke that college football tends to work itself out. For all the, oh, what's going to happen if these people don't win? It yeah. tends to work itself the fuck out. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, it was a work itself out weekend. UNC falls to Virginia, who before Felder talks about his alma mater, has a very good story as one of the yes. gentlemen who carved up that that UNC defense, excuse me, was a victim of the shooting last year where he lost to two, three teammates, I believe. It's it's a heartwarming. It's the first time they've won an ACC game in over a year. Like, this is a very heartwarming story from one angle. From the other angle, Michael Felder. Yeah, I mean, th- this is the game that UNC always loses. Like, they, like if you look at the history of UNC-UVA, the, the South's oldest rivalry, like, it is – it is. hey, we, we, hey. We didn't say D South, y'all. I love the I love the fact that y'all throw a qualifier on yours to try to get clout. Y'all, me. I'm not. I'm a fan like you're a fan. Like I don't. I don't believe in. I had to lie to myself once about Brian Schottenheimer. I would never do it again about that football team. Like I'm honest with myself. So, Cam, I don't know if you know this. Georgia and Auburn throws a little qualifier on there to say we're the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Because they can't say I'm from Maryland, Felder. So I'm, I'm. Mason Dixon line and down. I'm familiar with the idiosyncrasies yeah. as they go. <laughs> For the benefits of our listeners who may, I, we have listeners in Australia who send me Tim Tams. Shout out Wonga. So shout, <laughs> I'm just saying, we're the South's oldest rivalry, the whole South, all of it. Okay. Not just one sm- part of it. Okay. We're the whole yeah. thing. And because we're the first public university in the nation, baby, let's rock and roll. Um, this is an but, ad for UNC. What's happening? No, I don't even, I don't even, I haven't been to UNC since 2012. Okay, all right. I haven't been since 2012, man. Um, but the big thing for me is this is a game I was not surprised. I was on College Sports Now, the show I do with Steve, our guy Stephen Hartzell, and I said they're going to lose this game. Like this is a game that they lose. They lose to Virginia. I don't even care that it's not in Charlottesville. They're going to lose this game. Lo and behold, and listen, it's the week that I write how UNC's defense is better and Gene Chizik is dialing it up. I write <laughs> that for the Messenger. And I'll be honest, they did. They did work to dial some things up, but they also made a bunch of the mistakes that they've always made. And it's one of those things that Virginia's just kind of got a hold of them. I feel really good, honestly, for Tony Elliott, man. 
Uh, that program, they needed a win. Uh, that program, as you mentioned, obviously going through that massive tragedy, uh, mm-hmm. they, they needed they needed a win. But even on the field, Tony Elliott needed a win. This guy needed something to give kind of proof of life, if you will, uh, not to, to like show that what he's doing is working and he got it. I mean, Drake May had a pretty good game. Yeah. And Amari and Hampton had a pretty good game. And Tez Walker had a pretty good game. And they were still able to overcome all that and get the win. So I think that's interesting. I think that was that was the biggest thing I took away from it was that this is a team that's fighting. And it's, this is not a – without sounding too cliche, but, like, you something's working. And you yeah. can see proof of concept there. Bingo. Uh, I'm sorry to say this, Felder. I'm glad to say this to your face. I'm so glad Iowa lost him free from your natural, your hopes and dreams of Iowa being featured in, on a national prominence. It I wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. I don't that worry wasn't about it anymore. That was not fair. That wasn't fair. <laughs> Iowa won that football game. Did you see the? You saw the play. You, you both yes. saw the play. Yes. So this, that's not a fair catch signal. Oh a fair God. catch signal so is nice. this. You have to go all the way back and all the way back. You have to do that. That's a fair catch signal. This, that's not a fair catch signal. Audio podcast on the internet. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'm doing. I'm pointing at where the ball is, and then I'm moving my, I'm with my right hand, I'm pointing where the ball is, and with my left hand, I'm moving my arm in a circle, kind of like I'm, like I'm, like, like a spinning top. Is there this we go. The Iowa, like, did they come out with talking points this morning? Like, they was should. there a delivery of these? I'll do it. I'll come out with the talking points for them because they should. They won that football game. On a punt return, and then they went back and they look, and then how do you miss that on? How do you? What, a fair catch signal is this. That's right. It has to go from side to side across your body. Wave your hands in the air and fair catch it like you just don't care. Like, are you kidding me? This is not a fair catch signal. Like, it just that's frustrating to watch. But what I realized on this past Saturday. Everybody thinks that the refs that are refing their game are the bad refs. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks that the refs are out to get just them. And what we're learning and what I've learned and, and I'm trying to tell people is it's a, it's, a, it's a malpractice of referee justice, if you will. And it exists across the board. If you, like, if you're, if, here's the thing. If you think, if you're Houston and you think that those refs are out to get you, here's the problem. You think that those refs are so good that they can concoct a scheme to stop your team. You're, so you're giving them credit to be that good? If you think you're Iowa and they want Minnesota to win, so they screw you, you think that's how good they are? That they're working in concert to beat I'll say you? This. I'll say this. Come on. Any large group of people, there are good people with their jobs and bad people with their jobs. There yeah. are so many football bad. games every Saturday. You're going to have people who are bad there. There is a worst doctor in America, and his appointment book is full tomorrow. So, like, yeah, let's be really point. real about, like, the, the talent pool we're going from here, the refs. You're Somebody graduates at the bottom of med school. You're supposed to hate these refs. Like, that's the point. That's why they exist. Like, they exist for Miami fans to be like, I don't hate Mario Cristobal that much because he was down. Like, this is, like, this is why we have refs, to have these conversations. God bless them. <laughs> Dude, I just, I just, I just think we can't give them that level of credit that they're so good that they could orchestrate some Whoever sort of. Whoever freed us from your dream of Iowa mattering, I thank them. 
that's okay. And you know what? Look, you, that's fine. You can, that's be, listen, I love no, Iowa. No, no, because this is your fault because your Iowa is spreading. Your Iowa got all over Ohio State, Penn State. Iowa yeah. was everywhere. There was no offense in that game. Got all over Jordan, Washington, too. Jordan, there's one good football player in that game, and I don't say his name on this podcast. Hey, junior interruption. What junior. NBA team starting center just had season ending surgery before the season? I have no idea. No. Who? Steven Adams. Steven Adams. Oh. That sucks. Oh, no. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. I mean, it sucks in general, but that sucks. Good. Uh, <laughs> oh, Steven no. Adams not being 40 is also funny to me. Like, forgetting. Is he like 29 or some, something yeah, crazy he's like that? Yeah, super young. Yeah. 30. He's 30. Yeah. That's, Which is super yeah. young to me. <laughs> Yeah, season-ending surgery before the season. That is unfortunate. Yuck. All right, no, now defend Ohio State, Penn State, and tell me the Big Ten's not a Ponzi scheme, Felder. It's just they lie to each other about how good these teams are until we get to the end, and it's like, oh, no, Iowa's number 24 in the nation. No, they're not. I Here's the thing. I'm not super concerned with rankings, um, but for me, I look at Iowa and – I think they've got an ability because of the way that they – okay, I'll start from the beginning. I think that to play good defense, you don't have to have a ton of talent. It helps a ton. But to play good defense, you have to have effort and comprehension. And and then obviously you throw discipline in there as well. Discipline, but yeah. That's discipline, awesome. but comprehension and discipline run hand in hand for me. Right. If you understand what you're supposed to do and then you just do it, that's discipline. And so yeah. they have an opportunity to stop a lot of teams because the bulk of college football, I'm going to go out, what are there, 141 teams now? Something like that, 137, mm-hmm. whatever it is. There are six teams that will do their job every single play that have the talent to beat Iowa. That's it. That's it. That doesn't mean I think Iowa should be number seven. Because they make mistakes on offense and their offense is non-existent. But in on on any given Saturday, if Iowa shows up and they just do their job, you're gonna have you're gonna have to all win. Right, all right. I'm, you're gonna Iowa have to win. Punch, Iowa was a punchline that you're taking seriously. Can we talk about Ohio I, State? No, hang State on. I have, and why no, there's no. one good player on that field? Who? Two. They got two. I don't say the one's name. So their running back is nice. They're hurt, too, though. They're hurt. But they got one dynamic guy, for sure. They got one dynamic guy. There Um, was one player who stood out on that field yesterday. 18. I watched him. He, okay, there's egregious pass interference. I watched a guy, like, literally play through him to get to the ball and him still catch it in the red zone. That kid is amazing. somebody did bring up something to me that i i have started to pay attention to uh and it was actually joshua perry who played at ohio state he said he said the only thing that he worries about with harrison is separation Mm. because he doesn't separate which is that's why he makes all those contested catches he wins yeah but you gotta at some point you gotta get away from these guys that's what that's what the training before the draft's gonna be yeah, that's going to be At some point you got to get away from these. That's going to be sharpening up routes. That's going to be the right. stuff that's going to make the difference think, at the combine. That's why I'm like pleasantly surprised with CeeDee Lamb 
um, because oh, I love him. My my entire experience of right. Oklahoma receivers is them running butt naked open because <laughs> of skinny, right? Yeah. They're just butt naked open all the time, the and so time. to watch him still be butt naked open in the He's pros, like, oh, because I, I said um, I got tweeted. I was like, a lot of these college programs that have this very dynamic thing, it very rarely translates to the pros. Right. Like, we don't have great Penn State linebacker in the pros. Right. Um, we don't, and we didn't have great Oklahoma receiver. Like we drafted goddamn Malcolm Kelly, who did nothing, and most of them did nothing. But no, Ceedee Lamb is the truth. Like yeah, he's still yeah, but it open years later. So yeah, I, I. But you're right. Like yeah, he does not seem to separate. But God, I, damn, I love that the opposite is Georgia receivers. Like you're like, like Miko Hardman and like George Pickens. Like wait, this is with the Georgia. Why wasn't Georgia more explosive? And I'm just like, yeah. I don't want to talk. LSU about it. receivers are the <laughs> ultimate example of that. Like, oh, you can do this? Like, yeah. Where, where was Landry you know, running power on the whole time you were in college? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where'd this come from? Yeah. yeah um, yeah, it's 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 interesting to watch. Like it's it's like Jarvis Landry. Like I remember him the most, not from his you know big season at LSU. I remember him the most from what he was able to do on special teams when he wasn't getting on the field. This dude was a he played L three on kickoff, and I'm like, whoa, right. you're a receiver. You're not supposed to be in there. He just wants and to play, and he's blowing people up. So yeah. no, I think it's an interesting point. Um, where do you want to take us? Where do you want to go? Do you want to? I want to go to Michigan and Michigan State. Michigan only scored 49 through, I think, honestly, lack of will. Michigan State's got a lot of bad things going on on and off the field. But I want to talk about this story about Michigan sending in scouts to other teams. Like, first and foremost, this is not a morality play. The NCAA stopped this in the mid-90s because of budgetary concerns. Um, Felder, the big difference between – like, one of the big differences is no life scouting between the college and the pros. Like, is this Harbaugh thinking he's – Still at the Niners? I think he's just doing it the way he's always done it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, that's the way you do it. Like, it's not, like, that's just, like, I, I don't know. Like, people, somebody said something to me about it uh, online, and I was like, I don't, like, this is not a thing I care about, man. Like, right. like I don't, I'm not bothered by this. Like, this isn't, a, and I know we all got video, we got, we all have cameras, you know, in our hand, the palm of our hand. Exactly. So in theory, like, yeah, it could be similar to what the Patriots are doing when they were filming stuff, but it's not practice. It's in the game. And so why do you think everybody has televised. those? Like you can watch, yeah. It's... You can watch that. Why do you think everybody has those big sheets that they hang up when things are going in? Ridiculous. And put, I, yeah, it's crazy. Put the mics in the helmets. It's the year 2023. Put the mics in the helmets. Yeah. But it's just, I, it doesn't bother me that much. Cam, what do you think? Because, like, for me, this is, like, it's a non-start. Non-issue. Like it's a non-start. We care. Like, like genuinely don't. The only like, thing I care about a little bit is the fact that every year Jim Harbaugh signs these one-year deals with Michigan, and he holds them over the goddamn flames and threatens to go to the NFL. And I'm like, is Michigan doing this to screw back with him? Like, what's happening in here? Like, why is this? Why do I know this? Why do I know any I of this? Is, Blake Corum um, happened to really excel in a year where the very best quarterbacks are losing football games. Yeah. Um, because mm. the very best quarterbacks have. Do you think Lincoln Riley knows that there's not like an actual draft in college? He can he can have good offensive players and good defensive players, and he can hire somebody to coach defense. Like. There's, there's, I don't know if he's being coached on yes, offense. Yes, yes, yes. yes Felder yes, is kidding. Yes, like, yes, hold on. Yes, like, you yes, and I, yes, like, yes, one yes. of the big things Felder and I always talk about, Cam, is the fact that 
and I'm going to pick on Miami for a second here, you'll hire a guy and say, oh, he's a great recruiter. And while that's great and you can win some rankings and sell some magazines, you've got to develop the talent. And we don't we have a paucity of talent developers. And whatever you say about Lincoln Rally, what he can draw up, have you seen one semi-important step forward from Caleb Williams from last year to this year, Felder? No. No. <laughs> Disgusting. Are you kidding me? No. It's listen, I listen, you saw me I'm like, yes, let's talk about this. I want to talk about this. <laughs> because here's the thing. There's a couple things. One. We'll see, we could start. Let's start with. Let's go big to small. Lincoln Riley. Right. He's put Baker, Kyler, and now it will be Caleb Williams into the NFL, right? Yes. Two of those do guys. I mean, he gets credit for getting them drafted, but you also have well, to look, no, look for Hurts, though. Do you do you put Hurts in there too? Is he responsible for him getting being a second round pick? I think that the production was responsible for it. Um, okay. They used him in a different way. I, I think that Hertz's base is is Bama built. Okay. There's a, yeah. there's a reason yeah. that the only quarterback at Oklahoma that squatted 700 pounds was was Jalen Hurts, and it wasn't because of anything Lincoln Riley did. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> but but you look at those two guys, Kyler, and I know they, they they'll throw Jalen Hurts on there, but to me he's still kind of Bama built. The same yeah. way that Ohio State fans tried to claim Jameson Williams. Um, so, but those guys in the NFL, what happened? Didn't really translate. And the Cardinals hate Kyler Murray. Hey, 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 Felder, do you know I hate Baker Mayfield and it's not his fault? (laughs) Whose fault is it? I don't, just really quick, this idea of playing with a chip on your shoulder and everybody doubted me, I do not have sympathy for a kid who went to like the most, the richest high school in go. Austin, number one, and walked on twice. They they treat walking on twice. Parents, parents could afford like, to pay for school. Exactly. They treat walking on twice as some kind of gritty thing. It's like, no, my grandma had the money to put me into these schools for a semester twice. Like, again, and it's nothing against his ability at all. Sure. Just this idea, it's the same thing about Matthew Stafford being from a small town outside of Dallas. No, no one says that. Everyone you're lies. from the just, richest just, suburb in Dallas. Everyone knows. Like, Highland Park. Everyone knows that. No one denies that. No I, one denies I forgot that's your guy. I'm sorry, Paul. It's not my guy. It's just it's the way it's I, presented. And Baker, I walked on. I got nothing against him. You you balled out when it was time to ball out, but God damn it, you are not some type he of... He threw a ball last weekend that I was like, oh, Matthew Stafford's really good at football. Like, he, he yeah. flicked a wrist on like a 40-yard post, and I was Matthew like, oh, no, Stafford, that listen, was cold as fuck. There's some type of weird story. I'm sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop because no, Felder was going. But there's some type of crazy idea that it's just Detroit. Matthew Stafford has the God, of a guy that was throwing to Calvin Johnson. It was yeah. just Detroit. <laughs> yeah, had to get away. Sometimes you got to move out to move up. And I'm, I'm shutting up now. I'm gonna. No, I this. here's the thing. I walked on. I turned down full scholarships to multiple schools. I turned down a car. My parents, if I if I would have taken the uh, the full ride somewhere else, Wake Forest, Duke, to ECU, apps anywhere. If I would have taken the full ride, my parents were gonna buy me a car. And I was like, no, I'm going to UNC. So. I totally understand what you're talking about. And we're not affluent. We have enough money. Hey, that's me, non-athlete, turning down a full scholarship to A&M because no. 
And yeah, now well, you, you don't want to. You don't want to be there. Yeah, you I owe no. I no. I knew, <laughs> and I owe money to the University of Texas for the rest of my life. But, yeah. <laughs> but no. So there's there's that with with Lincoln Riley. So there's that NFL part of it, right? And what do they look like? Then we get to Caleb Williams specifically in housing his development, and mm. so you go out and you get Jordan Addison. Cool, fantastic. Okay, he's he was really good. Uh, you've got uh, what is it? The Branch kid who's amazing right now. And they're finding running backs. They've got they've got a running back that makes plays. They are Caleb Williams can make plays. We saw him have a bad game a week ago, uh, where he threw the multiple. The, was it four interceptions? Mm-hmm. Three interceptions? He should have should have thrown six interceptions. Six interceptions should have been more. Is what he should have thrown. And they dropped the ball. Uh, but they got the so they lose that game. This game against Utah. Utah is Mister Don't Play. And when they walk in the building, they're going to hit you. You might be able to outrun them. You might, but if they Again, we talk about this with Iowa, but we can talk about this with respect to Utah. They don't have the fastest players. They don't even got the biggest players. When I saw them play Florida, they look way smaller than Florida. But <laughs> they know what they're doing. They get lined up. So they they have there's the level of comprehension, right, where they get lined up. Mm-hmm. There's the discipline where they just do their job. Mm-hmm. And then there's the effort that they give you where they will sell their bodies out. There's, there's to also make the a final element of, well, yeah, you're tough and all, but what if I threw this hammer at your head a bunch of times? Like, they yeah. had a strong safety play quarterback yesterday. Was, they're just a violent group of men. Shout out to Kyle Winningham. Dude. I know we, they won that game. We talked about USC a bunch. But that team, I love when watching he, them play football. Which is, this is why I want to circle back to USC, though. But when Barnes ran over your starting safety, yeah. And then he did it again. You got a problem. And then we could go back to Alex Grinch, which you mentioned Lincoln Riley. Can he hire a better defensive coordinator? I like I think I feel like this is a big Mike Leach type problem, rest in peace. But like you like he spends all practice on that offense, right? That's his those are his model trains. He's painting them. They look good. You know, those are his to put it in you guys' world, right? Those are his like his action figures that he's painting, and he's got them looking good. And he's does this. And that. Oh my god, look at how look how pretty my spread is. And then this this son bitch got the fucking toilet leaking, and this dishwasher don't work. You sometimes you gotta do the head the bad the stuff that's not fun, and that's what defense is. It's not fun. You want you painting models, and you got a damn leak. On, you you go you ain't gonna fix the flange on your toilet. I gotta what are we doing? One more Pac-12 team before you leave. Elder, Dion's writing a fucking book. Because the it, drift it, doesn't end. Okay, I thought you were saying he really is writing a book. I was no, like, he oh is. My a goodness. book's coming out in 2024. Oh, uh, it's going to take him that kidding. long to write a book? He's, no, it's his second book. The first one's about how success almost killed him in 1996. And now he's writing this one about the key success. And I'm like, wait a second. Hold on now, because the message seems to have changed. Oh. But I'll say this. They're going to miss a bowl. And you know, I don't think you're wrong. No, but the thing is, as we talked about before, that means everything's going according to plan. Yeah. If he misses a bowl this year, that means he stays two years. Because then he makes a bowl next year, we all celebrate, and then the next step has to be a playoff spot, except he's not going to be there for year three. So what he's going to do is he's going to give you a baseline of better than you thought. He's going to hit bowl level next year and then the grift goes on to florida state or florida or bama or whoever needs a coach at that time that's where a&m which would be high goddamn hilarious um there isn't anyone taking that job who isn't funny but i think dion might be the funniest 
Look what I did in Colorado. Imagine if I came to your school with your resources. Dude, I I just I'm before we get into Dion, is AM really about to pull this trigger on seventy million dollars, Cam? Listen. I um when I'm not uh chatting it up with my friends about sports and wrestling, um I'm a college advisor. And yeah. our conference, we do it, we do an advising conference in Texas every year. In February, it was at AM. And AM has this amazing hotel right across the street from the stadium. They have put yeah. so much money into building up just that campus and that experience. I would say yes. I would say yes, they're going to do it. Um <laughs> oh, like look, man, they they just they just want they want to be Again, they, they ran from the grind to be relevant. Now they can't run anymore because we yeah. came and found them. So yep. yes, yes, they are going Felder, to put the, in whatever. Do you know why they're they going to do it, Felder? Food. Do you know why they're going to do it? Why? Because the question you asked has been an article for the last two years. And what you're essentially doing is calling them broke. You've called their boosters broke for two years in public. Will they fire Jimbo? Like, it's essentially daring them to do it. Like, can they afford it? Hey, man, if they can afford it, they would do it. It's the article that has been written for two years. How how long can you say it to a rich Texan without them just writing a check? They're South Carolina at home. They, they can beat them. Ole Miss. Mississippi State, who's showing some signs of like being able to do something, they'll beat Abilene Christian, but then they'll they're at LSU. Like there's a chance that they, maybe this team is six and six. They're maybe. gonna back into a bowl. As I said earlier, Colorado's gonna miss a bowl. Like this, okay. everybody's realize that right now. Colorado's who is Colorado's remaining schedule? Oh, okay, cool. Remaining, I've oh, got that right here. Look ahead. Ooh, hold on, I just had it up. I got it. Okay, so they go to UCLA next Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's a loss. Yep. They're home versus Oregon State. That's a loss. Yeah. Arizona, loss. At Wash at the Palouse, Washington State. At, at Washington State, loss. Washington then, State got a team. Yeah. No, yeah. the thing about it is, in, in the last game at, at Iowa, which is – at Utah, excuse me, which is just, hey, at the end of the season, your team that's already not very talent deep and very – is going to be playing it's a small. team that's going to throw hammers at you for four hours. That's all Utah's going to do. It's just throw, you you know, not only are they going to miss a bowl, they're, they don't need to go to a bowl. They need to stop this program because they played, they played <laughs> extra practices. Hunter, is going to hurt seven goddamn snaps in Stanford. 157 snaps is 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 immoral. It's wrong. Like it's like yes, a lot of our like morality to we have to divorce to like talk about this sport. But a four to hour play game. a child, 157 fucking snaps for your glory. And these new, listen, I've been I've been tracking plays. This new time rules. It's, it's not, not getting short. It's not really yes, shortening. The, it's not really shortening the games, and it's it's shortening the games just like a couple minutes. But the plays are still up. They're moving faster. The, and the response has been out of step with the effect. Bingo. Yeah. So. Let's get back. So going back to Dion, the Dion. team is small. They're small. Like I was, I was talking to uh, Shahan Jayaraja, uh, who uh, he covers, like he he covers Baylor and like the rest of the text, the world of Texas for CBS, right? Um, and he was like the biggest. And we were going into that first game against TCU, and he was like, I'm I'm really worried about this Colorado team. This is before the game. He's like. Because everything I'm reading from like my colleagues is that they're like super small, and then every video that you watch on Instagram, 
they're like little guys. Like the the skill positions, they can run with anybody. Mm-hmm. But man, when when TCU and TCU is not who I would consider to be a big team, but when they decided to put their big guys in, they were like the, the TCU thing is weird. It was a weird start to all of it because the the Colorado offensive players were better than we thought they'd be, and the yep. TCU defense was way worse than we thought they'd yep. be, and that was a bad combination. So that kind of ruined everything because now like the joke like he's gonna get the Yin Yang Twins and Chingy on the sideline, which is mean to the Yin Yang Twins because they're bigger than Chingy. Um, let's wow. go. They are. <laughs> they are. I'm about to leave the Pac-12. I want you to know about a record that was broken this weekend. Bo Nix started yes. his 54th NCAA football game, which is the most of any quarterback ever. Do you know who his first start was against? Against Oregon. It was against fucking Oregon. This yeah, Justin Herbert threw the ball 18 yards out of the end zone. <laughs> this man must be stopped. Why, I mean, do they, why do they give him credit for the fact that he stuck around long enough for people to be like, he can win a Heisman drives me in fucking sick. It's like, it's like, because realistically, what we have, like, it's one of those things. And I, and that, this part now makes me realize why some of the, like, the actual old timers were upset when they start, and started including, when they started making the schedule go from eight games to 10 games, 10 games to 11 mm-hmm. games, 11 to 12. Then you start to include those championship games. And then they started to include the bowl games. When I'm speaking from a stat standpoint, where all these guys are like, my records are all getting broken, but we only played eight games. Yeah. So I only got to play. I played 32 games of college football, and I'll be honest, I had to redshirt to get to that. And I had to, I, I played, I played 32 games of college football. Realistically, these guys could play 30 games in two years. And yeah. that's why I'm so against expanding all this shit. I'm like, totally we're agree. not giving them new classes. If you're right. telling me education's a payment, if you're going to live on that lie, they right. better get some fucking like more classes. I want them to leave in with fucking JDs because this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And so was I understand. Was it Colt McCoy? Then uh, who's the offensive coordinator for the for the Chargers? Kellen Moore. Uh, Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore. It was Colt McCoy then Kellen Moore, then now Bo Nix, as far as total games started or played or something to right. that effect, right? Uh, yeah, it, it's like Barry Sanders, 1989 or whatever season right. is always going to stand out. But damn, it's easy to break it if you just play. Like, that's not fair. Just right. keep playing. And if, hey, right. what, if I, what if I play you 157 snaps, 88 of which on defense? What if I give you a bonus year because of COVID, right? That extra start. Is he like Felder? You watch this stuff all the time. Is he even a third round pick? Yeah, I think I think Bo Nix is work is working it was his way into being a day two pick. Who I don't think. So... Hey, I don't, listen, I don't think he's super good. But let me let me let me. Let, those are two different things. No, I, Would I pick Bo Nix in the third round? No. Do I think he Will gets someone, picked in the yes. third round? Yes. Will someone? Yes. Is he? Here's the reality. This is a kid. I remember him coming out of high school. Super talented. Obviously, was the bee's knees coming out of. Uh, yeah, coming <laughs> coming out of high school, uh, was supposed to set the world on fire. Didn't really get it done. Had to move out again. We talk about moving out to move up, but he had to get up. He had to get away from the state of Alabama because yeah. everybody was just like on him the whole time. There's a lot was of weight. First, first NIL deal with that Milo's tea or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Whole deal. Blah, hit, blah 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 blah. Hit at midnight. I remember right. it. He hit at midnight. midnight. Schedule post, yeah. baby. Let's go. And but the thing for me is, I look at him. And I look at Will Levis, 
Why? Why not? Why can't he? Why can't he fit into that same world? And I think that's where he's going to fit. And the thing with the NFL, and you guys know this as well as I do, it's like the it's 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 a drug. It's a, it's a drug. They're they're fully addicted. They they shoot up on quarterbacks. Like that's the life that they live, and that's just the reality. So no, do I think that he is? I think Bo Nix is probably right now top ten, top twelve quarterback. But I don't think we should see twelve quarterbacks get picked in the first three rounds. I think we should see. We're going to see Caleb Williams. I still think he's got a you're, lot of work to do. You're assuming a lot of competency from people who I know are incompetent. That's a, and right. And that's, that's why I'm assuming he does go in that, in that window, but we're going to see Caleb Williams. We're going to see Drake may, I think is probably, I think Drake may and Michael Penix are probably the two best quarterbacks in this draft. I think Penix is really phenomenal. Michael Penix right? was freestyling to himself last week before those Dude, big touchdowns. Oh, I, I saw that video. 555 I, yards a game. Everyone from like Texas can rap. Balling. That's my belief. Yeah, and then you you throw him in there. I think I'm very curious to see what happens. What do you think about Quinn Ewers? Um, I think that Quinn Ewers um, throws a great deep ball. I think that if you only watched that first quarter of the OU game, like you Mm -hmm. would be like, this guy is terrible. What's he doing? I think he just wasn't there yet. I think that um, his development's been stunted by moving around. I'd love to see him stay another year. Um, and really, really, really figure it out. Um, he reminds he me of a taller Sam time. Howell. Yeah. So, and again, I'm a Washington fan. So Sam right. Howell, like I watch him, it's like, man, sometimes you do this incredible athletic stuff, and sometimes you just put up some bullshit. Um, yeah. So that's tough, right? But I think, yeah, Quinn Ewers again, that he that, that deep ball that he threw to Worthy yesterday. Yep. He's a first rounder off of that ball alone. If yeah. he doesn't mess up, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I think there, there's improvement that can be made um, just in decision-making, but I like him a lot. Yeah. So that's the thing for me is like, I look at, so we're, we're, we're at Williams, Penix, May, um, Ewers, and so we're at four right there. Like that's to me, that makes sense. I understand that. And then after that, you start to like, you got to look around and you start to pick, what, what are we, what are we doing? What are we looking for? What are, what's going to happen? And so this is going to be a really interesting quarterback draft. I'm excited to kind of dig more into it and talk to some folks about it. But no, I, I, I think Bo Nix is going to end up being one of those guys that's sitting around in the, the end of the second, start of the third, and someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, look how much better he got. Let's get this guy. So that's just that's the reality. I don't think he improved he, his life by leaving Alabama. How many people across the can, can say, say the same? Um, a game I didn't want to watch because it felt like it was none of my goddamn business, but I kept watching anyway. Ole Miss Auburn, 28-21. Like, I love the fact that – not love. I'm happy about the fact that Michael Owers, like, liberated himself and become part of all that shit. But, like, that's where Hugh Freeze came from. Like, I need everyone to remember, like, that's why Hugh Freeze is in our lives. Because Mm -hmm. of these shitty people. Um, (laughs) And no matter what you think about him – off the field, at the very least, I don't think Lane Kiffin's done that. And I know how he got here through nepotism. And you know what? Lane Kiffin thinks he's so goddamn smart. I wrote this play down. It was first and goal in the second quarter going in. They ran fucking toss sweep into the boundary, which is one of my biggest pet peeves in the fucking world. When was it? What quarter? It was early going in. It was first and goal from the eight going in in the second quarter. He ran toss sweep into the boundary. And it made me want to fight someone. The drive ends with no points because they botched the hold on the field goal. Yeah. And 
But see that the dart run on the the score before that, that was no. I know why gorgeous. they ran the play. It's running. It's running a toss concept into the boundary. Oh, I hate it. it. I hate me, that. Makes me so like blood. I've told this story before on the podcast, but it's my podcast, so screw it. When I was a sophomore playing Bucknell, we had a script of plays we we're opening up with. Hey, like play six was a reverse off of a certain formation. The earlier play, the play before that was inside zone, and it cut back, so now we're on the right hash. So naturally, you'd think the OC would flip the goddamn play. Does he flip it? Of course he doesn't flip it. We were in reverse into the boundary, tackle for a four-yard loss. Watch the film the next day. He says, well, man, if you'd hit this right here and here and here, we could have seamed it. And we're like, coach, if you why'd you call it, that? I'd never see it coming because <laughs> no one runs into the boundary. And someone stood up and said, they don't run into the boundary because it's a bad fucking idea. <laughs> that man is now the offensive coordinator uh, or I think offensive uh, analyst at Duke right now. Um, uh, Rich Skrowski, shout out to Rich. Um, but yeah. Lane Kiffin's so goddamn smart that he's stupid. And I, I they should them winning 28-21 is ridiculous because that Auburn team is a tire fire. The offense is deplorable. And that's where everyone tells me Hugh Freeze is smart at offense because he's not smart about not doing things on the state's fucking phone, but he apparently is smart about offense, which is why you hire him and lie to yourselves about who he is as a person. I Auburn is one of the more high and mighty um administrations, booster booster bases, etc. And obviously there's a lot going on there. They they were they refused to hire, hire a guy like a Charlie Strong, obviously. Um they had issues they lie with, about the Cadillac Williams thing. Lie about the Cadillac they obviously had is, their issues with Gus Malzahn and his wife. And, and Brian Harson, which is just all the stories are funny then about Brian The Harson. Brian Harson kind of made up things and then you go out and get this guy with nothing made up it's all true <laughs> and so that's wild so i look at it and just at the end of the day i think auburn's defense does show up they show up pretty yes. consistently but the problem is they have no juice offensively i don't know what they're going to be but at the same time i do think lynn kiffin he he's he's got a proclivity to um as my mom would say, uh, get cute. And that's the part that I both, I really like it about him because he really stresses you. Mm -hmm. Like he gets cute all the time. And this goes all the way back to when he was coaching USC and um, watching him, he didn't know which quarterback was going to play and watching him play that first game against Hawaii and watching him call plays. I was like, this guy's never going to call these plays again. Exactly. But for the first three weeks, Every team he plays is going to have to practice this dumb garbage. This stupid fucking form. This stupid so, crap. So something you said earlier in this podcast reminds me. You said discipline because a lot of kids are going to yeah. make mistakes. When you play that kind of offense, you're putting pressure on kids who are going to make mistakes. And, yes, there's a couple first-rounders out there. There's going to count on that field. He doesn't yeah. know he's going to count yet, but he's on the field. The job of a OC like this is to find the accountant. Find me the administrator. Find me someone who's going to sell yeah. insurance, and then I throw at him. Yeah, I think I think what he's doing though, I think what he did in that game was play around. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he listen, he pulled his putt, and I think at the end of the day, that's for A and M and for Georgia, which he has in the next three, two of the, both of them in the next three games. He's going to make he's he's going to and guess what? He's going to do it again this weekend against Vanderbilt. He's going to make so them. In, I'm 
I'm already annoyed about the Georgia game. I just want to be preemptively just in public annoyed about playing him. He's he's going to make you have to practice stuff that he's never going to call. He's going to waste Kirby Smart's time. He's going to waste that defense's time. He's going to waste their time in film. And that's where he, I like, I'll be honest, I think that's where he kind of gets off. Like, I think yeah, he gets off is, on it. Like he's, this is, a, he's a serial killer with a yeah. very specific. <laughs> like, he he gets off on this thing. Like, this makes him happy. It it turns him on. SVU. Dun dun. It turns him on to know that on Tuesday, Kirby Smart's going to have to spend a bunch of time on skip toss, on a skip toss, and he's never going to call it. But he's going to show this skip so toss. True. You got to spend all this time on fast flow to skip toss and where the guys lined up. He's gonna line because watch him, watch the way he lines up Judkins on that skip toss. Mm-hmm. He lines him up, he lines him up, splitting the guard and the tackle. So if you line him up, splitting the guard and tackle, now all of a sudden your linebackers got to move over. Have to adjust, yeah. And then all of a sudden he fakes that skip toss. Your linebackers already moved. He's got you right here, boom. And that's the thing that he's, that's the level he's operating loud. on. I don't want to talk about this game for one second, but I don't. I just want to say the score out loud okay. in the year of our Lord, 2023. Oh, SEC seven to three. Fucking game, seven three. I am disgusted by everyone involved. The high passing was 92 yards and a pick. What have you done to KJ Jefferson, you monsters? Sorry. <laughs> um, am I the only one in love with Jaden Daniels? No, no, he's good. They lost six in a I, row, by the way. Who's the LSU kid? Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Oh, just in love. The last game I want to talk about, Tennessee not realizing you got to play two two halves against Alabama. One of the greatest touchdown catches I've ever seen in the first quarter. Um, Felder, you and I, you've not talked about this for years about how much Saban hates these teams, some of these teams. This is a team that you and I agree he's not fun. He he does hate this team. But if he goes 11-1 with a team that he hates this much, might be his the, – the saving could be done. I need to dead that shit for a second. Because if he can pull it off with a staff that's not as good and a team that's not as good, but he might have found a, one, a way forward with this squad, I'm already discussing. I've, I See, and here's the thing. I've come around on he hates this team. I think it's he loves this team. Really? I think, I think he loves them. And I think it's two things. One, he gets to coach. He does get that. He gets to you know what? Yeah. The man does love a project. I'll give you that. Yeah. He's a guy who loves a project. That's right. Like we were talking about. Um, we we're talking about Lincoln Riley painting his models. Nick Saban is out there. He what? He will dig footers, baby. Like he will, <laughs> and he will dig footers. I don't get. He's like, yeah, I don't care. I'll do it. And so, and he's put. He's doing everything himself. And he, I think he likes. So I think he loves this team for that reason. So and then think I think he hired a bad staff on purpose. I don't think he knew they were bad. I think he just was All like, right. okay, we're. And I don't think this, I don't think, here's, here's the thing. The Texas game, obviously they lose that game. He's like, okay. In the next game, he sent a message. He sent a message yeah. to everybody in the media. He sent a message to everyone on staff. He sent a message to his defense. Sent a message to Jalen Milrow. He said, Milrow, you're not going to play. This is what it looks like if he, if he don't play. Yeah, this is this what is our it. shit, this is what our shit looks like if he don't play. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This Keep is what our, shit. so, so. Don't ask next me. Next level karate shit. You're right. Don't yeah. ask. Don't ask me about Ty Simpson. Don't ask me about Tyler Buckner. Don't ask me about those motherfuckers. Get them the fuck out of here. I need this kid to make plays. This is we why can't win without. Why are you starting Jamal? This is why. 
Keep asking questions. Yeah, so shut the fuck up and let me do the thing that I'm the best at better than anybody else has ever done it. You oh, shut up, second. you shut up, and you shut up. And let me do what I do, which is coach. And now, all of a sudden, they are, in the words of what, like Holly Holly Anderson and Spencer Hall, they're playing murder ball now. And listen, I don't think that it was an issue of Tennessee not realizing you have to play two halves. I think this is this Alabama team, they're a bow constrictor. Yo, so this is one of those old-school A.J. McCarron old school, quarterbacks, uh, when, Alabama teams. Because When they get on you, when dog. they get on you, sure, when you they, can kick it, the legs for a minute. You, when they decide to stay on you, because we saw the dip, Mississippi State, A&M, Arkansas, all kind of wonky. Yeah. But when they need to, the second half against Ole Miss and the yeah. second half against Tennessee are goddamn clinics on, what if I just choke you? Like, what yeah. what happens hypothetically? Yeah. They're just choke you to death. Like, that's what, that's why I call them. And don't let you breathe. That's why I call him a bow constrictor. Because listen, at the start, you can move around. You could kick your little legs around and you could be like, okay, I might get out of this. And then all of a sudden, you start to feel them muscles. And like, yo, I don't know about y'all, but watching them play, and this is what I've this is what I've been saying the last few weeks. They play football like it's supposed to hurt. Yeah. Like yeah. they're like, they're like, this yeah. ain't cute. This ain't fun. I know yeah, I'm gonna have to sit in the cold tub, but let me tell you something right now. You're gonna have to sit in a little bit longer. Because I want to, I don't, I don't care. They don't care. They're like, listen, it's, it's, you know what it's like? It's like Rocky, right? Where Rocky is, you, you, we've all seen Rocky, and Rocky, yeah. like the whole thing was like, I can take as many punches as possible. I'm gonna punch you one punch more, and that's all I need. I'm not talking Rocky one. I know he lost that one, but <laughs> after that, after that, <laughs> after that, um, I want to say this before we get out. We've been here an hour. I can be honest. This deep in the I podcast, I gotta go for a run. I know. I'm about to get out of here. Cam, you said something earlier. I don't cheer for injuries. That's true. No one cheers yes. for injuries. I will say this. Part of my job playing football is to hit you hard enough not to want to play football anymore. Yeah, that's a different thing. That's a different yeah. thing. Like that's that's why that's why I try to be specific when I say they play football like it's supposed to hurt. What yeah. I mean is we're gonna we're gonna trade blows, and at the end of the day, you're not gonna want to get in here and do this anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna want to keep going. And by the way, the way that Alabama plays football, I don't know if people have been paying attention to this. But until you get a foot on the chalk, they will hit you. Their running backs don't run out of bounds. Their oh, running this, backs no, run No, I saw that shit. You. I was like, wait a second. That's how I knew things were. I was like, uh-oh. That, you know what? Honestly, that's where you That's where you might be turning me on the Nick might love this team mm-hmm. because he loves that kind of shit. I, he eats yeah. that shit up. They so don't run out of bounds. They don't run out Elder, of bounds. Their quarterback don't run out of bounds. Their quarterback don't run out of bounds. Before you go run, tell everyone they can find you, man. I know, man. This is gonna be a fun run, man. Just, just drink a little wild turkey. Gonna go ahead and try to put in five miles. Let's do it. Um, folks can find me at in the bleachers uh, on X. I guess it's called now. You can find no, me it's at it's Felder. Do that. No, it's Twitter. Yeah, it's fine. It's um uh, find me on uh it's Felder on Instagram, and check out my Substack. It's Felder.substack.com. Um, coming up tomorrow, we got four hard downs. Or coming out when this comes out, we have four hard downs. And a couple of those hard downs that we have are I broke my cell phone, which is terrible. I'm going to have to talk about my dad's alma mater, ECU, who's also terrible. And we're going to get into hidden yards because I will say this about Alabama, and this is probably the one thing that Saban is the most pissed off about. Kool-Aid McKinstry is costing them yards after yards after yards on these punt returns where he does not catch the football. Hmm. I love it. Uh, Also, make sure you download Hand in the Dirt. Oh, yeah, I do a podcast also. And College Sports Now on Learfield. There you go. Cam Hawkins, where they can find you. 
Yeah, um, Instagram, Twitter, Seahawks, C-E-E-H-A-W-K. Um, last thing I did for Fightful was an interview with Eddie Kingston after he won the uh, Ring of Honor world title. Um, first time I really did an interview where I did not write anything. I didn't dress it up. I didn't tell you his history. It was just our conversation. Uh, that we put up on Fightful. Uh, we also have the audio version on the uh, South Congress podcast feed. That's South Congress with a K. Um, coming up, um, WWE has a show that they do in a country, and I don't watch the show. However, um, a man in their main event is main eventing for the first time. And so we're doing something to talk about that. And then I have something really cool coming up, uh, Survivor Series as well. So here, October and November, uh, pay attention to theringer.com. I got some really cool stuff coming up. Fantastic. Guys, if you are a wrestling fan and you saw that my favorite wrestler is going to be retiring next year, make sure you check out the piece with Cam that he did with the conversation with Sting. Um, fantastic piece. Guy's a great writer and uh, a good friend. Uh, that's it, guys. We've got your best favorite college football writer here, your favorite uh, actual, like, Twitter talent, weird to say out loud, um, but that's what he's evolved into. And then you've got me just kind of dicking around on the internet. That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys next week.